Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm good. What about you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Welcome back, guys, to um, Style Over Substance with me, Scarlett. And myself, Mim. How's your week been, Mim? The week has gone quickly, I think. Yeah. Um, And when it comes to work, I'm not mad at that, to be honest. (laughs) But the weekend's gone quickly, but it's been so nice. It's been hot. It's been, like, chill. Um... Yeah, it was it was really chill, really nice. I did some gardening today. Um, yeah, what about you? I can see you've got a tan. Yeah. So for people who don't realise, get me me getting a tan is a pretty big deal. Uh, for the first probably fifteen years of my life, I did not know what a tan was. Yeah, but you get tans now that you're like a. Yeah, I think I've broken the barrier a little. I think mm. I just needed to expose my skin to sun. And yeah. I know it's not the best for me, but I do love having a tan. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I've been, I have had a lot of outdoor time, a lot of family time. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's been quite nice. I've sort of, it's felt like the weekend's gone quite quickly, but doesn't it always? Yeah, it always does. And then the winters are going to be like painfully slow. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really pleased with this weather. I'm hoping it just stays for a while. Today was a little too hot for my liking, but I'm not going to no, complain. No don't do it <laughs> I'm still a pale girl at heart but yeah uh, yeah but anyway what is your fashion story this week so mine is a little bit of a follow-on from did I mention it last yes I did I mentioned this last week and um so I Last week, I explained that I bought this bag and then I mm. went on to buy a bag insert bus organizer. To How are they? Day. Well, it hasn't turned up, has it? This is Which my. Is a bugbear of someone who used to work in customer service. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking to myself in a past story time, I think I've complained about not getting my orders on you time. You have. <laughs> I think it was like, was it trousers you had ordered or two jackets? And you said like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. I'd ordered two jackets. Oh, my God. It was... That one was really painful because between the time I ordered the stuff, it was only three items. And the time I got the stuff, it was a month. That's, I'm not too, even, that's too long. Yeah. And it was, I hope it was like... I mean, I don't even think that's an excuse if it's coming from Australia. No, it was coming from the Netherlands. It was so, which is like across the water. Yeah. So bad. But this one, um, it's got nothing to do with where it's coming from because it's coming from Turkey. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I'm going to name and shame them. It's UPS Express Service, <laughs> I could see on the tracking. And it, it like, the next day it arrived in Germany because I think right. that's where their hub is. Yeah. And 
on the tracking it said oh it missed its flight from germany to the uk you know the last leg of its journey or whatever and it said um check tomorrow well first it said like check later and then subsequently it was like check tomorrow for updates and that was um friday morning i was supposed to get it on friday i thought you know what might come saturday you know saturday they deliver Mm no no Sunday obviously wow. not gonna happen Monday it better be here because there's nothing more painful than looking forward to something and not getting it and I know this is first world well, problems and we're spoiled now like this is the thing of even when I get something standard delivery if it's not sort of here within three days I'm pissed mm-hmm. I'm like where is it because yeah. it's either next day delivery or it should be it says three to five I expect it to be three like <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we're a little oh. bit spoiled, I think. So it's really hard to accept when something takes a while to come. I know. And and also, it's not just being spoiled. I think it's maybe it's the nature of living in Europe that to us, like, Germany's just like, I can see it, you know? Yeah. You're <laughs> like, not that far. Yeah. And if it, if it missed one flight, put it on the next Ryanair. I don't care. It's like, <laughs> put it on the yeah. next flight an hour later. Because it can come back, it can still arrive same day if yeah. you really tried UPS. That's terrible. So I don't know. I hope that it arrives soon. I've already yeah. started putting stuff in my bag just to like give it good vibes, good energy, good vibes. manifest, yeah. manifest the bag. Have you taken it outside yet? No. Mm-mm. This is why I really want this thing because I'm not going to use it until I have it. And have you like envisaged what your first outfit is going to be with it um, or are you kind of like I'm going to throw it on with an outfit what's like what's your thing are you like oh I'll just like suddenly choose to pick it up and go out with it or are you going to plan it it? it's going to be no I'm trying to like use it because it's bigger than all my other bags Mm. I'm trying to use it as like yeah I just use this a lot on the weekends as a general bag because it carries a lot but I'm not even a big bag person so let's see how this goes I don't even know um so I hope to use it quite often I I need a lot of cost per wares you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) to justify this but um so that's my idea I think it will go with things I in general wear so I just want to use it yeah anyway what is your fashion story so my fashion story is that there was the G7 summit mm. recently and the Queen was just rocking a little floral number. Oh, on the shoulders, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm pretty happy with this. So notably, and I actually think we need to do an episode on the Queen herself. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. Because she, that woman can wear any colour. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought... She had just a nice little floral moment. We're having some good weather here in the UK. And I just thought, yeah, you're rocking that. And I just thought, good for her. I just really rated it because it's very, it's not very often we see her wear print. Mm, She's often sort of like wears like, obviously like a monochrome suit or like a dress coat thing, Mm -hmm. frock coat, whatever they're called. She just, yeah, she doesn't really wear that much print. And so I was just, I was here for it. Mm. Especially with like all the like, all the politicians looking a bit obviously classically boring and pretty mundane and then just her just rocking out in her florals her and hillary clinton 
go for a similar vibe, I think. But Hillary mm. goes for the like trouser suit. Yeah. Um, and yeah. obviously the queen goes, she's a, she's a much older woman. Um, she goes for a, a different silhouette, but yeah, she does love color. She loves a matching set. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, as you said, she does not wear print or, um, or embroidery. I don't know if it was like an embroidered shoulder on this baby blue kind of suit, wasn't it? Oh no. Well, I'm thinking I've literally got a picture of her Okay, in like an actual floral dress really i haven't seen that one i saw the suit that was she was obviously going for a theme a floral theme so yeah you're right she does wear a lot of color she does not shy away from it oh yeah i haven't seen this one but that's cute yeah Mm. okay what i will say about the queen she doesn't match her bags she's got one black bag or maybe she's got like doppelgangers of the same bag. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. rocking She'll a black bag with every single color. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it's, winter. it's white. Sometimes it really? is white. Mm-hmm. I think so. I might be mm. wrong, but you know, like we'll touch on this on our Queen episode. But her bag is quite pivotal. Yeah, she uses it to communicate with her staff. Really? How she, what hand she holds it in, and stuff like that oh okay let's do an episode about that because yeah. i might learn something <laughs> but yeah i was just like you know what i suddenly thought florals for spring mind blowing but then yeah. i was like it is when it's the queen so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah We interrupt this broadcast to remind you, go follow us on Instagram, starloversubstancepod, shoot us an email, starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com, find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter, we've got all the links on our Instagram, you know what to do. But anyway, this week, um, quite topical because this today I'm celebrating my parents' 40th wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, we want to talk about weddings, the connection to the fashion industry, dresses, mm. all of it. Yeah. It's a massive topic and guys, we're not going to do it justice, but yeah. it's the first time we've ever tackled a topic like this. And um, it's weddings are quite obviously the most pivotal fashion moment you as a civilian will ever have in your life do you know what I mean it's like you're I don't I'm not one of those people who likes to make weddings into it's your big day and you've got to look perfect and stuff I'm not really Mm. into that but undoubtedly it's like the most important outfit you're gonna wear isn't it and that is obviously intrinsic to fashion and also over the past few years like the price of weddings and wedding dresses and suits and stuff just go up and up and up so it's just definitely a fitting topic for us yeah for sure and actually in the news it's very topical so we're expecting for an announcement to happen it'll have happened by the time this comes out sort of delaying proceedings of uh, the UK opening up completely 
but they're also preempting that maybe that won't apply to weddings because that industry has been hit so terribly mm-hmm. that I think they're trying to find some way to sort of enable weddings whether that's like you know we've had some major sporting events recently and everyone gets tested beforehand Mm. so like why that can't happen with a wedding I don't know yeah um but yeah it's it's a huge industry that I think the predicted uh sum that's lost out from coronavirus um is about (laughs) 5.6 billion Mm, yeah it's a, it's a big industry, you know, mm. obviously that's fashion, but it's, you know, it's hospitality, it's venue mm. hire, it's food, it's florists, yeah. it's like, you know, entertainment, DJs, like cakes, you know, like yeah. it's just, it's just everything, you know, if you're a violinist, whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's so many elements, like food trucks that you hire, like I didn't even like you can have so many elements at a wedding mm-hmm. and that's all sort of been yeah, quashed for the last year. Um, but weddings and like you said, weddings and fashion are synonymous. Like first of all, in couture, apparently it started in the forties that the wedding dress was the final look. Yeah. So we can jump right into that because yeah. I think it started in the 40s. For those yeah. who may be of you who don't watch fashion shows, runways, things like that, you're not. What really- are you doing here? <laughs> Get off. Um, Get off. <laughs> we do watch them passionately. Yeah. Um, but for, you can still watch them and not know that oh, for yeah. like the spring, spring collections, I believe, the last look that comes down the runway is like the bridal look mm-hmm. and it's like an honor to kind of be the last one to walk the runway as a model as a model yeah yeah and to wear the wedding dress and so yeah and what you're referencing is in the fifth in the 40s it started but I think it really according to Vogue though mm. in um, 1957 is when it really cemented this tradition of the wedding dress would close the show and it'd be this like opulent moment for those of you who do watch runways you'll know like we talk about um Ellie Saab um there are other couture brands or like couture adjacent brands who specialize in like these extravagant gowns like Neem Khan and stuff and their dresses are like all out like yeah Saudi princess levels yeah it's it's a way for a couture brand so this isn't this tends to focus on couture brands for the wedding dress moment. And um, it's a way for couture brands to throw their bells and whistles to show exactly what they can do. And what it is, is a reminder that, hey, we do wedding dresses because couture mm. isn't just for like a celebrity's red carpet no. or for some somebody who has an occasion to wear one of those dresses like a lot of what makes a couture brand money mm-hmm. are cust- bespoke customers for their wedding dresses. Yeah, it's their private clients who are really the ones who buy into it, who go into the um, the ateliers and they get measured for these things and they're made for them. And it's, yeah, as you said, runways are not for us Joe blogs. We no. just go on social media and chat shit about them. But for people who genuinely buy into the brand, 
this is what's on their radar. Like, what can the likes of, for example, Chanel do? Because people, believe it or not, people get Chanel wedding dresses. <laughs> I would. I would get a vintage one. I wouldn't get a recent one. I'd get a vintage but one. For sure. If you wanted it, it could be done for you. Because how iconic the bride was Chanel. <gasps> mm. um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think also the one occasion nowadays that people throw their money at are weddings. And yeah. we'll go a bit later on, maybe into like the pricing on weddings yeah. and stuff like that. So even us regular Joe blogs yeah. would maybe like have an initial appointment at one of these places and be like, oh okay I can't afford that or like see but it's sort of this approachable thing potentially of like well I've always admired them and they do wedding dresses Mm. um kind of a thing yeah your point like um as you were saying that even us show blogs we buy into wedding dresses okay no surprise there but it's that okay you only get the your wedding day is probably the only chance where you get to have your couture moment like you get to design the dress potentially maybe not from scratch but everyone has those things like I wouldn't do it like that it's like watching say yes to the dress yeah okay I wouldn't do shoulders like that I would get them to change the shoulders or add a sleeve or add a belt and that's essentially our moment of having that like atelier experience and you know when they go to oh my god what is that really expensive and um, famous bridal shop in new york kleinfelds kleinfelds yeah yeah. and you come with like inspo already and whether it's from the runway okay i like how it flares i like how it looks i like da 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 da. and then you go and do a cheaper version of your looks yeah Yeah, it's crazy. But like it's having worked at a brand that a lot of their money came from wedding clients. Mm -hmm. It's a huge business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like there are people who have crazy money to spend on these dresses. And why not? I remember we had once a client who wanted their wedding dress to light up. What? That reminds me of Met Gala Zendaya when she came Mm, out. It's like... um... Very, very that vibe. But Mm. like... It's that, is that really tacky? Yeah, I think that is really tacky for a wedding dress. Do we want to associate with that? I don't know if we do. How would we afford to do that? Well, this person can't afford it with the budget they've said type of a thing. Mm. But I would say that wedding dresses that we often, I think we did a million pound wedding dress. Serious? Okay, so what would entail for a dress to cost a million pounds do you think I think it was the embroidery Mm -hmm. was very time consuming there was probably like diamonds sewn onto the dress or pearls that kind of a thing oh yeah so like it it was like extremely Mm -hmm. lavish Uh, and that's not including the hand paint oh it's hand painted it was a hand painted dress which then I think got embroidered on top of it someone had to hand paint the shoes to go with it um like just very labor intensive yeah um and then yeah I think using like the best the best things whether that was diamonds on the dress pearls or whatever but just yeah very like labor intensive but like that's madness Mm. how do you dry clean it 
Well, I don't think you do. But you know, like everyone's dressed. Yeah, it preserves it. And the, and yeah. the hand must get like filthy after a day of wearing it. Yeah, and that's true. And actually, a lot of the articles that I was reading before this episode is how they think there might be a shift in wedding culture with the arrival of Gen Z and, mm-hmm. you know, how wasteful wearing a dress once is. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned like my bag and cost per wear. We talk about cost per wear. Yeah. A lot. Cost per wear. <laughs> if you're spending good money on something, you yeah. gotta like, you know, get it out, whether yeah. it's Halloween or <laughs> Yeah. And also the planet. Um, but cost per wear is so important and it's mm-hmm. something we should always have in the back of our mind, I think. Especially when we're poor old folk like us. But Yeah, and I'm I'm a big believer that if you buy something and you spend your good hard earned cash on it. Yeah. You go in and you enjoy what you've just bought. You don't put it on a shelf and Mm -hmm. save it for best. You enjoy what you've bought. Yeah. But the one thing we don't do that with is a wedding dress. Yeah. And it's like, as you said, we'll go into prices and things later, Mm. but it is single-handedly the most expensive item that a woman in particular, because I'm pretty sure my dad's worn his wedding suit before. He's definitely worn the tie lots of occasions um and uh, you know he just changes the shirt changes the shoes and things like that but for women it's like the dress is either so extravagant that you cannot wear it yeah or it's it's simple but there's so much memory tied to that particular big day and you don't want to rock the same look and tarnish the memories that you have associated with that garment anymore Mm. Um, and yeah kind of going back to the history of wedding dresses is that before queen victoria the first people who got married would just wear their like sunday best yeah it was always it was always like a like a skirt suit or like a frock Mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily be floor length yeah like it just be your nicest outfit. You get yeah. it cleaned. Your church, yeah, your church outfit. Yeah, exactly. And then you go, you have your ceremony, you'll have your like, I don't know, your meal with your family and your friends and things. It was a special day, but the the outfit wasn't the central part of the day, which is so much now. It's all about how you look. Yeah. And so I have my theory on how that's sort of come about. But okay. what what's your thinking on why on why that might have been like why that might be so much more important than it ever was before? Well, as I mentioned, like Victoria the First, she was the one who popularized white wedding dresses before mm. keeping clothes or even creating white fabric to be brilliant white was really difficult. Yeah. It was really difficult to maintain. And it was really like, it was a flex, you know, if well, you could wear it, white. It's, it's a wealth level thing of being able to maintain its whiteness. Exactly. You know, like if you're working in a factory, which was a huge thing in the Victorian age, there were lots mm-hmm. of obviously like a surge of factory life. Obviously you're not going to wear white. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's sort of like, to keep, it's like to keep the dirt off of things. Yeah. Would be a real flex, like yeah. you said. So I think with that, she popularized the whole idea of having this white wedding dress. And I think as, you know, during like post-World War 
um, First World War and just as kind of like countries industrialized, people could more buy into this. I'm a princess for the day. We have this infatuation with being a princess um, mm. and you could now more than ever buy into that extravagant look for the day and kind of emulate what the vision that Queen Victoria was back in the day despite not many people knowing the history of white wedding dresses but I think it's just seeped into culture and and yeah being a princess I could be wrong but I think it's definitely that one day of extravagance and acting as if your royalty has brought that on what about you that's really interesting and actually when you say that um I have like a picture of me when I was little and I'm wearing like a Cinderella wedding dress or some like Disney sort of like get up like that. And yeah, I doubt like I had like a little like a crown with a veil and that was very like princess vibes. Yeah. Um, I would say that that ties in a bit with what I think of like, I just think it's the like continual visual mm. that we've had of like wealthier more fortunate people whether that's been celebrities and now social media but I just think it's like we just see pictures of other people who like you said it will start as sort of royalty elaborate sort of things and like Mm. you know Princess Diana with like her 100 foot train or whatever it was yes and you know like and the big puffy very like 80s sleeves and this kind of a thing and then how many people copied like Kate Middleton's wedding dress. Yeah. But it's this sort of thing of like, we just see all these weddings of people who aren't regular folk. And I don't mean regular folk in a bad way, mm-hmm. you know, like us just <laughs> non-princess types mm-hmm. or like non-celebrities. And we just sort of, I think we compare ourselves and then just associate like and justify it. Like, I think it was, like, Kim Kim Kardashian on the Keeping Up With The Kardashians, she quite heavily documented the run-up to her wedding with Chris Humphreys. Yeah. Notable 72-day yeah. wedding. Her going into Vera Wang, her having a relationship with her, getting a dress. I bet that caused a surge in people who are, like us, mm-hmm. wanting a Vera Wang wedding yes. dress you I mean, know Rang was incredibly uh popular and then oh she's like that but she's yeah, one of the right. most popular wedding dress designers but like for context her dresses start at three thousand dollars and they go mm. up to like seven yeah and i'm yeah. sure obviously kim's were more than that and like kim had three or whatever anyway mm-hmm. but like it's <laughs> <That is> true <laughs> but for a regular person to spend upwards of three grand Mm -hmm. on a dress is a lot yeah as you said about watching royal weddings over the years I think definitely that's had such an incredible um imprint on us visually you know um but if we take it back to Queenie her yeah. coronation was the first televised coronation. Yeah. And there was like, what, 70 million people watched it. It was like incredible amounts yeah. of people who watched it on TV. And that in itself, although it's not a wedding dress, it's an incredibly elaborate gown. Yeah. The, tr- the train, the... um, the, Of her like cloak or whatever. Her clo- exactly. Called. Like her cloak that she wears, the, the um, crown that she wears, the scepter mm. that she holds. These are all elements that we pick 
and introduce into weddings now it's it's definitely about royalty i know that in for example um nigerian weddings the bride and the groom will sit you know you have the table like the yeah front table where the family and the bride and groom sit well they also have like a stage um and i've seen it in a number of weddings it might not be all nigerian weddings but they have like a stage and then they have like these two chairs which are like thrones and the bride and the groom will sit there and will watch the kind of proceedings of the night and like the master of ceremony and stuff you know as they have like different things Um, throughout the course of the evening yeah and it's that emulation of royalty which is with weddings definitely and then I mean remember when Prince William and Kate got married the way they were gushing over her sister's bum in that I know it was like I'm sure they were like everyone frantically googling like bridesmaid dresses of like oh how, how can I get peachy bums in a, <laughs> in a bridesmaid dress it's insane but Reese Witherspoon I read she had a pale blushing pink wedding dress I haven't actually seen it but I've read about it mm. and um the U.S. like consortium of like wedding planners and things like that they said that they definitely saw an increase in pastel toned wedding wow. dresses um and then Adut Akech who's a model when she walked the um what was it the autumn winter 2018 catwalk for Chanel and she was the the last one to walk and she wore this mint green tweed suit with a veil and that was supposed to be their wedding look yeah awesome um that I you know I can see how what we see or bleeds into these trends whether it's color whether it's shape whether it's style yeah yeah it's so true and actually even like I know how many people who like so in Gossip Girl Blair Waldorf wore um, a blue Ellie Saab gown, like a couture mm-hmm. gown for her wedding with, spoiler alert, Chuck Bass. Um, it's, not a, it's not a spoiler. I mean, the show ended like 10 years ago when the remake's about to come out. Um, but I know how many people probably then thought, I don't have to wear white for my wedding now. Yeah. Because of the, like, the one of the most popular shows on TV had that and I even think actually at the end when Serena married Dan she wore like a gold dress mm-hmm. and those things and we've talked about it before of like the TV like we absorb this stuff so heavily and yeah and it's like this sort of I mean I catch myself I watch I'm still really into Real Housewives guys um the amount I watch that and I'm like I need to up my like heel shoe game like yeah. I'm sort of like, can I turn up to my family barbecue? Like, just trying to be, yeah, trying to be one of these ladies. Like, and no one else is in that vibe. Yeah. Uh, And so you do. We absorb this stuff, and I think genuinely that's how weddings have manifested. So I found this article that was basically detailing the average cost of a wedding in each decade. In each decade. So in the 1950s. Um, I'll run through a few bits. So the average weekly wage in the 1950s was £10 a week. Okay. And the cost of a wedding was £70. 
Wow. The cost of a dress was eight pounds. Um, and the number of guests was about 60. And it was like a cold buffet dessert type. Hold on, so it's ten pounds a week, did you say that people used the to average wage, yeah. Oh, so okay, okay. So that's not that bad because it's like, I was... it's like seven times your weekly wage. Whereas like so what that's about um it's about two and a half months. Yeah. For your wedding. And yeah. then your dress would be about a week's wages. Yeah. Okay. And so then the 60s, the weekly wage had gone up to about 18 pounds a week, but the cost of a wedding was maybe around 50 to 70 pounds still. Um, That's a bargain. Yeah. And like the wedding dress was 20 pounds. So they've like taken the average weddings of like actual people. Mm -hmm. And then in the 70s, the weekly wage was about 34 pounds. And the cost of the wedding was 100. Still cheap. That's a month. That's half a month. Yeah, the dress is 30 quid. And then we leap up to the 80s. Oh, yeah. And we know the 80s. Power dressing. Big fashion moment, you know. You had Diana getting married in the 80s. Yeah, so ironically, Diana and Charles got married. This They would be celebrating 40 years this year if they had stayed married and she was alive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're not here for conspiracies, guys. Um, So in the 80s, the weekly wage rockets up to £145 a week. And the cost of a wedding is over a thousand pounds. Okay. And the cost that's of a still... wedding dress is like 120. Oh. Okay. So that's about, uh, let's say it's about eight weeks wages. Yeah. Eight weeks being still like, what, two months? That's yeah. still not actually that No, 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 no. Bad. Especially compared to now. Hold on. Was, um, was the dress or the wedding a thousand pounds? The wedding. Okay. That's still not bad. Yeah. Okay. So then we get to the 90s and then you've got to remember like four weddings and a funeral, father of the bride, all very big picks during this time. Mm. Weekly wage is around £340, cost of a wedding five grand. So we've like, we've like sort of gone five times cost of a wedding here and the cost of a dress is £690. Hmm. Okay, so six hundred and ninety pounds. Okay, so you're looking at about at least so that's sort a of two, that's, that's like two weeks' wages, week. yep. and the cost of a wedding. I can't do that maths really in my head. Okay, um, what, what what was the cost of a wedding again? The cost of a wedding was five grand. Five grand. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's what. Oh, I don't even want to embarrass yeah, myself. I could I do it, but I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty tired, so I'm not. I'm not even going to hazard it. But it was a lot, guys. It was a lot. Um, so then we go yeah. to the 2000s, and the average weekly wage is 500 pounds. The cost of a wedding 17. Get, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's getting paid? Oh, in the 2000s. Yeah. What pre or post crash? Because who is getting paid 500 pounds a that's week? A great. That's a great wage. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah, cost of a wedding is £17,000 and the wet, the dress was 825 quid. What? 17? Okay, yeah. I can yeah. see the jump. And then by the 2010s, the average wedding cost was over 20... Oh, yeah, we see it continue to grow. Mm-hmm. It was about 26 grand. And then um, by 2019, mm-hmm. wedding the average wedding cost hit over 30 grand 
And how much was the dress? Do you know? They didn't break that down, I'm afraid. They just okay rounded it all up. My ro- most recent figure on wedding dresses in the UK around 2019-18, mm. I think it's about £1,500. But, I, you know, obviously you can get a good little number that's a lot cheaper. And in fact, that's a good segue into kind of what we've seen in past like five years. We've seen places like Warehouse, I think. Yeah maybe like other like asos i think also, like even like Ted um, Baker. and whistles like lots yeah. of high street places have been like buying into this idea of affordable wedding dresses yeah for sure and yeah on asos definitely they've had a real sort of um surge of it they do a lot of like wedding guests and i guess they realize that you know some people just aren't heading to a wedding boutique to spend thousands of pounds mm-hmm. Um, and actually, so one of my sister-in-laws, she got married abroad and she had a beautiful sort of like traditional dress. And then she wanted a dress to wear for their legal ceremony in this country. Oh, yeah. So she got like this white Ted Baker dress. I think it was sold on ASOS at the time. And so she wore that for like their legal ceremony and then actually wore that to change into in the evening to be able to dance better mm-hmm. for their like w- their wedding abroad. Um but yeah, we've also now come into a time where one dress mm, yeah. is not sufficient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest, would I change? Yeah, you would. Probably not out of indulgence for dresses. It's because I like to dance like a maniac. Mm-hmm, it's true. And I don't want a dress to hold me back. I'm not saying I'm a good dancer. I just like to dance. No, Scarlett's enthusiastic. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm enthusiastic. I I love a boogie. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we are now at a point where people justify three outfits. Yeah. Back to Kim Kardashian's wedding, because I know this sounds silly and it's not like Grace Kelly when she got married, but it kind of was because Grace Kelly back in the day, she married like a count of Monaco or something. And she was a Hollywood actress who married into royalty and her dress has become like iconic over the years. Um, Still looks beautiful though. But Kim Kardashian was, I don't want to say she's Grace Kelly. I'm not saying that guys, but just follow my train of thought. Her dress was one that was imprinted in my brain. And I'm trying to like, during I'm remembering my teens, a few of them, yeah. And I remember thinking... The head thing. She, exactly. I remember thinking, oh my God, she looks incredible. And like, yeah. just being like, oh my God, I didn't know someone could look this good on their wedding. She had the iconic, like, mi- I think she had a middle... No, it wasn't a middle part. It was like a, a scraped back bun. And then she had that mm. like diamond what looked like a diamond necklace that fell yeah. on her head her forehead and I think that was taken from you know it'd been done before but she kind of I think like it was Audrey Hepburn it. had done something like that before. yes it was Audrey Hepburn you're right and she kind of brought that back because no one was doing that back no then. old Hollywood yeah it was like a fitted strapless like bustier kind of fitted corset dress yeah. and it was a full skirt it was ivory it was big it was long she looked incredible in mm. it and yeah I mean she had like a couple other dresses as you mentioned but yeah that was incredible before that I remember a lot of wedding dresses I don't know if you remember this but there was a theme especially in the UK where brides used to have like burgundy red somewhere in their dress do you remember that no 
what? It was not a good trend. I mean, but you know burgundy. that when I first drew my wedding dresses, one of them was burgundy. <laughs> See, my outdoor dress was burgundy red. Outdoor um, dress, yeah. What is an outdoor dress? Well, I had like an inside dress, and then, and then an outdoor put dress. My outdoor... <laughs> I was young, <laughs> but no, honestly, that was a thing in the UK. It was like it was like cream and burgundy. Whether it was like the top bit or the flowers or the handkerchief on the men's suit or something I don't know what it was but that fell out of favor but it was still very popular when it you know had its moment is what I'm saying yeah and actually even with like the power of Kardashian weddings like I think it was one of that wedding where all her bridesmaids wore white and that you know like (gasps) And she wasn't the first person to do that. But it's also, I've seen lots more people do that kind of a thing because it used to be a faux pas for anyone else to wear white. Yeah, you're so right. Because again, it wasn't like she was the original of things, but it wasn't common. I don't know if it was that wedding. I'm pretty sure it was. Definitely Humphreys. Every every last one of them wore white dress. They also did that for um, the Kanye wedding too. Yeah, but I feel like the Humphreys wedding, it was the first time when I personally witnessed, and I think a lot of people did, it was like they all turned up to the wedding looking like they were getting married and they were wearing this like white ivory dress and Chris wore this one with this massive bow in the front. Mm. Like again, it was her wedding day. And normally it was the idea of you didn't want to upstage the bride. You but don't no wear white stage cam. Yeah, that's the thing. She 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 was pretty confident. Yeah, everyone she else knew she wore, had it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else wore black. Black and mm, white was the theme. Yeah, and I think that in recent years, I see a lot of weddings on on Instagram, not YouTube, oh, so where many. they're like, where they're like, everyone has to be looking incredible in the bridal party. And they have like seven of them. There's like a whole gang of them. And they all have like a dress, but it's a different style. Everyone's wearing like a different style, same fabric. And they all look like they themselves are getting married. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that's another thing as well of like, back in the day, you maybe had, if you had a sister, but like, but bridesmaids weren't adults. They were children. And it's now become like this thing. You would be a matron of honor, wouldn't you? If you were old and like married and you were the. Yeah. And actually saying that recently, I had a family friend because I'm the maid of honor for my friend's hopefully upcoming wedding. And I said, oh, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm busy that day. I'm maid of honor at a wedding. She's like, no, you're not maid of honor because you're not married. And I was like, oh, well, the matron. And she's like, no, that's for someone married. And I was like, well, which one is it? <laughs> Because I was like, oh, nothing, not, Scarlett. I know. I'm, she was like, you're just a bridesmaid. And I was like, no, I'm something of honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like this, the whole game has changed. Like, I think for my parents' wedding, they had like, they had a beautiful th- day. Like, my mum had her dress made. I think it cost 50 pounds to be made. Um, what, her wedding dress? Mm, That's brilliant. That's yeah. A bargain. And, you know, they, I think they got married in a church, went back to maybe like a church hall type reception. And mm-hmm. um, I think they had to sit down like wedding breakfast, but often people didn't even back then. 
they did, I think, have a first dance, but family friends of ours didn't even have that. Mm-hmm. And then I think they sort of had a party in the evening with maybe a DJ and my my grandma had made sandwiches, you know? That's like, cute. But that's yeah. what a wedding was meant to be. Yeah. And in 40 years, it's become, you fly all your friends out to like the south of France. The destination you, wedding. You hire a chateau and you have a three-day event. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, if I could afford that, I'll do that. Yeah, I yeah, I hope yeah. you do so yeah, I can too. come. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to marry well. Yeah. Pick me up, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, how has it become that? And actually... Um, I was speaking to our mutual friend about organizing a wedding and how difficult it feels to part with that much money for a day. Mm. Yeah. Because it, because it is. And it didn't originate from there, you know? It's like we've become this, like, monster mm. to what they're now meant to be. Yeah. But I think now things are probably changing. I think, as you've mentioned before, people not being able to have these lavish Mm. wedding events. I have seen um, with people that I know, they've gone to the town hall to get married. And so the dress itself um, has been a lot simpler. As we mentioned before, a lot of high street brands have started rolling out their own wedding collections and bridesmaid collections. So it's so much more affordable Mm -hmm. to get a nice, decent dress, which you can then take to the tailor and get like tweaked for you. Um, People are doing something a lot more low key. And I think as especially with Gen Z, the idea of sustainability, the idea of not being like, well... I think it could go in two ways. I think people embrace a lot more vintage dresses mm-hmm. and people embrace the idea of getting something that's um, not extravagant in price because we're all poor. <laughs> but then we also have this like extravagance as the norm. We have these two deviations. Absolutely. Yeah. I think people are more open more than in the past 10 years they're more open to something that's more low-key and wedding dresses being low-key and also like I think there's been a real a real surgence of it not having to be a dress there's loads of people who don't necessarily you know like as as time goes on the percentage of people who maybe want a religious ceremony has probably diminished more than it had 40 years ago and so you can go to a registry office And you could wear a suit, you could wear whatever. You know, we see, I think it was even like Laura Whitmore wore a white suit for a registry office with Ian Sterling. Mm -hmm. She looked amazing. Like, I'd happily, if I looked like that at my wedding and it wasn't some big white dress, I'd be ecstatic. A wedding suit is one of my options. It's Mm. a white suit. It's double-breasted. It has to be. With some platforms. Like incredibly high shoes that I can't walk in. And a white, bla- a white, beautifully made blazer yep, can be yep. worn for the rest of time. Yeah. You'll probably have a lovely shirt or some embroidered blouse, whatever you're pairing with that. Yeah. And then a pair of white trousers, again tailored nicely. Yeah. Timeless. I think it's doesn't incredible. it doesn't have to all be worn together, which I think is very popular for Gen Z. It's like. I can wear the top that I wore and like a lot of people as well maybe if they want three dresses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they just change like the top of the dress or like put on some like beaded number yeah you know because you don't need three dresses that Um, reminded me of something I don't know how but it did 
And it's the idea of like, I think there was this little spell. Bearing in mind, I've never been married, but I remember there was this. <laughs> you think? <laughs> far as I know, I'm not married to some like man in like Kentucky somewhere. I don't know. But, um, I remember there being this, especially with the, you know, say yes to the dress and Bridezilla mm. and like watching those shows. I think at some point in time, people were becoming more preoccupied about the theme of their guests. So you would give your guests a dress code, like come in pastel yeah. colors or come in black and white, like Kim did. Or yeah, policing what your guests come in. And for your guests, it's expensive. I mean, yeah, we haven't even touched on, and maybe this could be a second episode of like dressing for a wedding, you know? Mm. We're all in the culture. And actually, as much as like I'm not a big fan of like, I've worn it once, so I can't wear it again. I've got stuff I've worn so many times, but I'd be more inclined to do that for like an occasion like a wedding what buy something new or wear something second buy something new as like as a guest it's so heavily photographed Mm. um and also it's so you evoke memories with emotions and a wedding is such an emotionally happy occasion well it should be especially if you're a guest and you're watching your friends get married or family member that i don't know if that sort of would tempt me to not want to wear it's like a second wedding um yeah it's like um you want it and this applies to the bride and the groom and the guests you want to look classic like you want to look back in 20 30 years and be like i still looked great that's so difficult i once heard this line and i really like it is that the way to have a timeless wedding dress Mm -hmm. is for someone to not be able to tell what year you got married so, you know, like not going huge on the trends, like, you know, in the 80s with the big sleeves, like, and hey, that was a moment. Good for you. Yeah. But to have like, and actually my mum had, I would say, a very timeless dress. She didn't have big sleeves. It was sort of like long sleeves, very like just A-line fit, like just mm-hmm. very, just very timeless. And I don't think other than like maybe the quality of the photography, you'd yeah. be able to age it. And I've like that line has always stuck in my mind. Yeah, that like, I think that's I think that's excellent advice. But mm. I will caveat your point and say that I think the 80s are the only decade where yeah. if your dress was an 80s dress, it's still gonna you know. look incredible and it's still gonna be like that was the 80s like except yeah diana you know that vibe the perm the frills the lace the sleeves yeah it's ridiculous but we love that for that decade yeah yeah but then i also think you wear what you want to wear you know it is one day if you're spending good money on it you best love it um and i would say that like long gone are the days where you're gonna wear like your mum's wedding dress i sure as hell am not and i think my mum's wedding dress was nice my mum so like if you want to repurpose it and you want to turn that dress into a nice top or like i just feel like you've got to like use it or sell it on what's the point in it hanging in your wardrobe secondhand wedding dresses my other sister-in-law wore a secondhand wedding dress it was a dress she loved it was a dress she wouldn't have bought had it been first hand. So it had money off of it as being second hand. It was a bride that had 
got pregnant before her wedding, so couldn't wear it. So it would never be worn. Oh. And that's good. Like, why not? I think that um that is definitely something that we see more of. Um people are not so adverse to buying dresses that had been worn before or maybe been bought by someone else never worn but you're gonna buy it off like ebay mm. off them or whatever renting as well renting, absolutely we see, like rent the runway and things like that and also a really good way of avoiding like crazy prices is buying a designer white dress it's not a bridal dress but it's a designer white dress maybe on the out net mm. and just repurposing it as your wedding dress I think we've seen deviations from the traditional avenues of getting a wedding dress. And I think it's so much better. I definitely go down that avenue. Yeah. And I absolutely think, and I was saying this to our friend earlier, you have to want, like, you have to want your wedding. You have Mm. to make it suit you. And if you're not someone who wants some big fuck off tall skirt, don't wear like the Cinderella dress. Yeah. If you think a pantsuit or if you think like a two piece or if you don't think white is your shade, don't like you do what you want to do because a wedding is exactly what you want it to be. It's yeah. like other than like obviously it's to celebrate love. You want to feel like yourself when you look back on those photos and not like some imposter. I think the pressure I think the fashion pressure mm. of... I'd, I couldn't tell you what I would wear. Like, just like, I, I just don't even know, like, how to even start that process. That is, but oh my God, that's a really good point. Where do you begin? The, and because there isn't just the dress as an option now, the world is your damn oyster. This mm. is the problem. We have too many options these days. Yeah. Going back to say yes to the dress. Have you ever worn these episodes? Uh, worn these episodes? <laughs> watched these episodes where a bride comes in and she's like I want a mermaid skirt and it's got to be like this and that and the third and they don't suit it yeah end up with something completely different and it's like we fantasize so much this couture dress this Mm -hmm. idea of like being the most fabulous whatever princess ever and it's not for us it's not it doesn't suit us and when 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 have you worn a ball gown never so I don't know. But how do you know what like suits you, you know? Like I've never tried on a wedding dress and I won't until the time is appropriate. Mm. And I don't know what suits my body. I don't know what my body's going to look like then. What's mm. my best asset? I don't even know how to dress myself in regular life sometimes. Yeah. So like to show off my body best. So how yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know what it is. It's minefield. Yeah. Oh my God. 100%. Maybe, maybe we should go wedding dress shopping and report back. Is that a jinx? I don't know. Oh. Probably would be to me. I don't want it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't do it, Scarlett. (laughs) I need to find a Mr. Big. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, it's a minefield, really. But, yeah, do you have anything else to add to... I will say, like you touched on at the beginning... It's one of the most exciting things to witness is someone's fashion moment at their wedding. Mm. I just think it's it's iconic. It's a memory that lives on. 
those photographs are probably going to be in their house but like down the line if I met like a new friend in 20 years time I would be really interested in what they wore to their wedding Mm -hmm. I just think it's a real and like you know like if I when I used to do a lot of babysitting and I would like see people's wedding I love seeing people's wedding photos like I couldn't care less about their holiday in like Tenerife yeah like or if they and even if they looked nice but when you see someone's wedding photo I mean unless unless they're really corny like you know when they go oh. out the field and they do those engagement photos I'm sorry listeners if that's the <laughs> vibe live laugh love you know what I mean <laughs> live laugh love but that's not for me yeah oh god um but you're right I love an old especially the older ones the wedding yes. photos that capture a moment in time and it doesn't matter whether it happened 50 40 30 years ago you're gonna look at the bride and how the, the man's suit complemented or even in like same-sex marriages how yes. they both complemented each Love other it. and being like oh you looked good mm, yeah and I will say I feel like you also said this at the start we've probably only touched the surface so if if there's stuff we've skimmed over and you want us to talk about more like you just said we haven't even talked about same-sex sort of marriage we haven't really talked about what guys wear yeah um you know all this type of a thing if there's stuff you want us to touch on in a future episode then do let us know yeah cool because it's a big topic it is massive it's massive okay well that's everything for this week guys thank you so much for listening to another week scarlet said leave your suggestions either dm us on instagram or send us an email what's Um, the poll gonna be hmm maybe you know what we could do we could post like different like conflicting or contrasting wedding oh, like pref- what you prefer oh okay like lace or um sleep like or like lace or um like embroidery like i don't know crystal yeah and then like pricing like are you that million pound girl or are you that Love 40 it. pound girl there's your that. brand new dress yeah. Or are you a second-hand dress kind of girl? Are you a hand-me-down? Are you wearing your mum's dress? Or are you wearing a new one? Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Okay. (laughs) We can't wait to hear from you guys. We love the interaction. Yeah. Well, thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.